0: This is A Diet of Brussels. In this episode, I just want to look at the the various things that uh, I've been uploading from the UK and Changing Europe conference. So uh, in the way that I've done with uh, interviews that I've done earlier in the year, I just want to kind of pull things together because there's an awful lot uh, of content. And uh, just in terms of uh, of key messages, I think it's useful to, to do this. I think for me, the most striking thing was the uh, mood that uh, I uh, encountered amongst both uh, academics, uh, campaigners, and uh, other commentators. That uh, the kind of sort of assumption that I think a lot of uh, people have had is that. Uh, things have actually been uh, fairly securely behind the, the Remain campaign. That this is something that you know was going to have to be worked for, but you know there, there was at the end of the day kind of a fair degree of uh, confidence about the the way that the the results would pan out. What uh, I found again and again was actually that things now feel a lot less certain. That uh, neither side. Uh, I think that's worth stressing. Neither side feels very confident about the results. You know, there's always been bullishness, certainly from uh, activists, uh, about what's happening. But there's a, a degree of uh, ambiguity about where we are. That uh, you know, maybe the best way of phrasing it, you know, the academic way of phrasing it, would be that we don't know where we are, except that no side clearly has the advantage. And this is is really a a kind of a thing that I think has has always been something in the back of my mind but uh, uh, has been brought home to me uh, by uh, attending this conference. The difficulties I think are, are the ones that we've talked about for a long time. On the one hand you've got a uh, a Remain campaign that has the benefit of incumbency of the status quo, that has a lot of the expert uh, and impartial and independent opinion uh, behind it. That There are an awful lot of people who are making that case. But at the same time, it's a campaign that seems to have lacked some of the Passion that the leavers have had. Although I think, uh, if you listen to Ed Miliband, I think he makes a, a, a pretty passionate uh, plea uh, in his uh, keynote speech. But you know, there's always the difficulty that you know, as the Romain campaign is basically on a, a platform of what do we want? Well, pretty much what we've got now. When do we want it? Well, we already pretty much have it, uh, and that's hard to get people turned out. Now. Uh, that matters, as you, you will have heard from John Curtis's uh, speech, because uh, the people who are most likely to turn out are those who are Leave voters. Uh, and that's lo- almost completely explained by the fact that Leave voters tend to be older. So if uh, turnout is relatively low, then you would expect there to be a benefit towards the Leave campaign. So the Leave campaign, you know, I think has a lot of the passion. It has, uh, you know, I think uh, a lot of the emotional engagement uh, in this uh, debate. But at the same time, it lacks a clear plan of what we will do when we leave. That There are lots of different plans out there, that the model that uh, Ian Duncan Smith was talking about at the conference is not necessarily one that is shared by, uh, well, even others in his party, let alone others who are not in his party. So you can see the challenge that uh, both sides lack a, a clear plan. Both sides have advantages, but they also clearly have disadvantages. So I, I think for me, what was really interesting was uh, what all of the uh, academics who I interviewed, and you can listen to that back in uh, episode uh, one hundred and seventy-eight. Uh, that those academics were also essentially the same thing. That it's about reflecting when you're making the decision on. What is important, uh, thinking about the consequences of the decision that you're making, that this isn't something, uh, as one person I talked to uh, was saying, that this isn't like a by election uh, where you might want to take out your discontents uh, on a government um, and it's relatively cost free. It doesn't really uh, mount up to a whole uh, pile of anything. Um, this is actually something that does have significant material. Interests are uh, at stake. That whether we stay in or whether we leave does actually matter. Now, uh, I think here we, you know, we're, we're back where we were back in May. For those of you who've been listening since then, that uh, there is no simple answer to this question. That uh, the things that uh, are important to you are the things that are important to you. But I, I think you know. <laughs> The the one take home from all of this then is that uh, this referendum matters, that uh, your vote matters, um, because it's at the moment looking like it's a pretty close run thing. So uh, if you feel strongly about it, and actually even if you don't feel strongly about it, there is uh, a good reason for you to take part. We're past the deadline for registrations. but. We're not past the uh, point where you can vote. So I know that some of you will already have started voting, um, but uh, I'd encourage you to uh, try and make a decision that you feel comfortable with.